Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Ziegler in front court. Back to James. Top of the key of three on the way is good. James is feeling it. I believe the guy that sits in this seat most of the time would say money, but since we're in Texas, it's De Niro. It up to Diara. Starts left up the screen by Klingon. He goes alley-oop, and Klingon crushes it. Oh, that was a beauty from Diara. A gift Klingon delivered. Wrapping up hour number two here on Hurt At Sports Radio. I want to remind you that uh, wearing your seatbelt saves lives and prevents injuries, but only if it's worn properly. Make it click. This message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Joining us now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is Dan Wolken of USA Today. Dan, how are you this morning? Good, how are you? We are doing well. We appreciate you joining us here on a Monday. Uh, Let's start off with college football. It's kind of a crazy portion of the year because uh, no games of consequence are being played, at least yet. I mean, no offense to the Cheez-It Bowl and whatnot, but uh, there is still a ton of news and action going on with the transfer portal and and the recruiting period and everything like that. How do you kind of process and cover this time of year when there are still technically games going on, but it seems like most of the action is happening off the field? I don't cover it. And that's the great thing about it. Uh, I just sort of uh, watch it all unfold. I mean, there's going to be a ton of movement. There's obviously going to be big names in the transfer portal. Now every year the, there's a transaction season that's taking place. Uh, you know, clearly now a lot of kids, uh, for whether it's financial, whether it's they just picked the wrong school, whether they just want a fresh start, uh, they're going to jump in the portal. It'll be interesting to see, I think, as we go forward how things change because, you know, now next year there's going to be 12 teams in the college football playoff, you know, that – it's going to cause probably some some real problems and conflicts to have the transfer portal stuff going on while that's taking place in the month of December. Uh, I think all of college football realizes that having coaching carousel season, transfer portal season, 
and getting ready for bowls and prep for the playoffs and all that stuff is, is, a, is a bad idea. It just doesn't work very well. So, um, you know, I sort of follow the big picture trends of it and, and what's going on and what needs to happen to sort of get this thing in a better place. But as far as, you know, the names moving around from day to day, I, you know, I'll look up in the spring and see who's where. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm just being honest about it because it's just sort of too much, too much to, to deal with all at once. It's probably a much healthier way to deal with this whole situation as opposed to us here in Nebraska waiting to see where 17-year-olds are going to go play football. But um, So I do envy you a little bit there. Um, one thing that I, I did want to bring up since you, know, you, you were kind of talking about the structure of it all is uh, some of the comments that Chip Kelly made over the weekend about how he thought the structure of college football needed to change. How much kind of merit did you put into some of his suggestions? Well, look, I think everybody understands right now that the top of college football, the power conferences, are operating in a way that is is much different than the rest of college sports. 95% of college sports works works pretty well. Uh, Talk about non-revenue, even even men's basketball, there's there's challenges and issues there, but generally speaking, it, it works okay. Uh, it's college football that is different, and it's the highest level of college football that's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, where we are right now is a result of a lot of mistakes being made, a lot of uh, leaders of of the sport not really understanding reality, not really seeing what was around the bend, and trying to just hold on to the status quo little by little for as long as possible. And I think that is now no longer tenable. Everybody realizes that. Uh, So, you know, there's got to be some sort of change in the structure. Um, But the problem is, you know, and and I think where I sort of part company with Chip, Chip Kelly is, you know, this idea that, oh, yeah, you just get a few people in a room and hash it out. No, that, that's not the way this is going to work. There's too many schools. There's too many agendas, too many interests. I've sat through too many NCAA policy <laughs> meetings and debates where even schools of, of similar resources just fundamentally disagree about the way things should work. And then you can look at, at all other examples from, from you know, how the different conferences handled COVID to um, you know, different states. And, and what some are trying to do with NIL, like you just have fundamentally different views of, of, of the bureaucracy of college sports and how it should work. So I don't know that there's a great answer in there. It sounds good to say, well, just put somebody in charge or just have five people get in a room and hash it all out. <laughs> in reality, I just don't think that's the way it, this stuff, any of this stuff works. I know so much of this is money-driven, as we all know, but do you feel like – it's going to go so far one direction where it feels like the structure has changed entirely. Now conferences look completely and drastically different so much so that you think there'll be a time in college football or just, I guess, college sports in general, because the college football decision or football makes the decision that it reverts back to the way the conference alignment used to be where people are going to want that comfort again, where it is divided nationally and by region where it it, it kind of made sense at one point and that people are going to want to yearn for that comfort again and those old rivalries because it's gone so far one direction? Uh, I think that's a nice 
thought and it's an <laughs> interesting uh, theory, but I, I don't think that's the way this is ultimately going to play right. out. Right. Because uh, right now, you know, if, if, if anything, the movement is toward getting rid of the dead weight and to maximize the, the true revenue producers in the sport. And so I think the next iteration of where this is going to go, you know, it may be more regional for some people, but I think at the top of the sport, you're looking at more of an NFL-style model where you know, the, the most uh, attractive brands band together. They get involved in, in some sort of arrangement where they sell all their television rights in one piece together and then cut out the little guys. The, the, I think a lot of people just, – just look at the Big Ten, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, next year, you're going to be bringing in Oregon and Washington – and they're essentially coming in at like half of a of a revenue share for the first however many years of the of this deal because they're they're new members and they were desperate and they didn't have a place to go so they took they took less right but uh, you know some schools like like Purdue and Minnesota and Indiana well they're going to be making full shares they're going to be making twice as much uh, for for the conference or within the conference revenue sharing as two schools that are going to be contributing more in terms of television ratings, eyeballs, uh, and success on the field. How tenable is that? So I, I think when you just sort of look at where this is heading and what the, what the trends are, it's not going to be toward more regional leagues. It's going to be toward the leagues that maximize the, the revenue for the top schools. We're talking with Dan Wolken of the USA Today. Uh, Dan, uh, you know, you, I saw that you put out a um, – a, you're starting to put out a 10-part series on cheating in sports for the USA Today. I guess with the, obviously, Michigan ties and things like that, I'm sure had a big uh, part in you deciding to do that. But what made you want to dig deeper past the Connor Stallions, Michigan situation, and into the larger scope of cheating in sports? Uh, I don't know. It just interested me, the whole topic. Uh, and it's something that I've been thinking about for quite a while, and, and just the massive amount of cheating that, that happens in all levels of sports, uh, different different sports, different ha- different sports have different ways of, of cheating. You hear a lot about doping and PEDs, but there's all kinds of other things that go on, uh, obscure things, you know, in, in fishing tournaments and chess tournaments and stuff like that. So it just just kind of sprang up from a conversation about how to shine a light on, on what was a relevant topic. Um, and, you know, maybe to try to dig a little deeper than, than what you might expect uh, to see. So, yeah, it was just kind of, you know, where, where do these ideas come from? I have no idea, but it's <laughs> uh, Dan Wilkin from USA Today. Dan, we appreciate your time, as always. Uh, really good stuff, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. All right, thanks. That's Dan Wilkin from USA Today. Uh, you know, there's – looking at this – this article or this kind of series that he's kicked off, it reminded me of a quote. I think it was Kevin McKenna, who obviously has ties back here to Omaha with both uh, uh, University of Nebraska-Omaha and with Creighton. Um, but he was the head state uh, head coach at Indiana State back in the mid to late 2000s. And this quote that he said stuck with me, has stuck with me forever. I think it was him. I know it was an Indiana State head coach, and I'm, I'm almost positive it was Kevin McKenna. But he said, if you cheat and win, you'll always get another job. Mm. If you lose, they'll never hire you again. So, like, the advantage to cheating 
is so much higher than the advantage to doing it right and losing. It's like the quote, like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yes. But, like, if you ain't cheating and trying and winning, then, like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and if you're not winning, like, that's not to say you have to cheat to win. No, no. But if you're not winning, it doesn't matter if you do things the right way. You'll never work again, at least not in those types of jobs. Like, you might get assistant jobs again. You might do whatever. But you won't get head coaching jobs again if you lose. If you cheat and win, you'll be like, ah, oh, well, he's still – I mean, look at, look at all the cheaters that have gotten jobs again. Oh, your, yeah. Your John Calipari's, your Rick Pitino's. Urban Myers. Your Urban Myers, your Kel- Kelvin, uh, Kelvin Sampson's. Like, everybody in college football, everybody in college basketball, if you cheat and win, you always get another job. Wins pay the bills. You do it right and you lose, enjoy being an assistant for the rest of your life. What a cruel world. It really is. It's kind of <laughs> messed up. Uh-huh. It's kind of messed up. But that's yeah. the first thing I thought of when I saw that yeah, uh, series from Dan Wolken. Uh Reminder, we're brought to you by Dyer Law. If you've got a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dyer Law team to provide you with a helping hand when you need it. Call the Dyer Law team, 402-393-7529, or visit Dyer.Law to chat with a trusted professional about your personal injury claim. That's D-Y-E-R.Law.